Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm your um, host, Paul Crawford, and I'm with um, David Bash, the co-owner or CEO of um, Get Up Productions. How are you, um, David? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I appreciate it. So, so now let's start um, the whole thing. Um, this is my first question um, for you, David. Um, can you tell us about the history and background of your business, you know, about Get Up Productions? What else you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. How much time do you have? No, I'm just so um, so so we uh, my co-founder and I, his name's Chris, uh, Chris Naples. Um, we started a podcast in 2019. Um, and the idea of the podcast was we live in Augusta, Georgia, and there was a lot of kind of negativity around what was going on in the city and really a lot of lack of communication about cool things that were going on. And so originally we were looking for a podcast that we could listen to, to give us some inspiration. We couldn't find one. So we made one and there's a whole, you know, 30 minute story I could do on that. But, uh, basically, um, we had to change our name a couple of times cause we had some drama with some, some companies that, and, and finally we finally got a sponsor and it was a conversation of, okay, we need to do an LLC. We need to set up a bank account. Like, what are we going to make the LLC? Cause we keep changing our name. So we changed our, we, we made an LLC called Augusta podcasts LLC. And I know before we started, you kind of asked me about that. That was our OG. That was our original name. And oh, okay. We kind of made the joke that if we ever moved into a studio space, we wouldn't need to file another LLC because we'd already have we'd already have the only one we needed. Um, and so about six months after that, we moved into our first studio space, which is actually this space that I'm in right now um, awesome. is where we we still do our show. And but the idea of the company was basically when we started our podcast there were so many questions. Um, you know, how do you distribute it? How do you find time to edit it? How do you promote it? How do you find guests? Um, how do you learn how to do the editing? Like who can you even talk to? And, and so we built our business model around basically solving the problems that we had when we started the podcast and we kind of continued that. So I, I mentioned Augusta podcast was our original name. So we wanted to scale outside of Augusta, and that's why we changed our name and our branding to Get Up Productions about two years ago. Uh, we built a second studio, and we basically help the clients that we work with with really meeting them where they're at. So if somebody wants to do something, uh, this is a great example, about an hour away from us, we're about to set up a client with a, uh, a home studio. We're consulting on the budget, helping train them how to set it up, train them how to build it building the actual setting up the equipment for him, quality testing it. And then we're going to remotely manage his podcast. We have a, a another a couple of studios that we've helped build in Chattanooga, Tennessee, that we also manage remotely. Um, and we help them with their back end processes as well. So basically, the idea has kind of transformed from like, being a space where people can kind of get some help to meeting people where they are, and helping them to create better content. And And really, the natural progression of that is we work with a lot of businesses now. Um, and, and so we've kind of, we've kind of developed this model where we help businesses with, you know, creating content, getting engagement, uh, brainstorming what to do and, and how to do it. And um, regards with this, um, 
how do you guys, what are your um, overall business strategies? I know when you started 2019 and um, in the present, how would you um, describe that one? Man, that's a tough question to answer for us. Um, but I, I'll, so we have, um, we have scaled a little bit. Um, we took on our, we took on two partners in 2021. Um, that was the year that we built our second studio, which we call our professional studio. It's where, you know, law firms, brands, you know, press agencies, uh, consultants use that. And then, you know, the more fun people, you know, still come here and use this space as well. But, you know, as we've kind of grown, there's a couple things that we've done that I think have helped us. One is that we stay in our lane. People ask us all the time, you know, can you shoot? You know, you have we have video, you know, we do video editing. We have cameras, all that. Do you shoot commercials? Like, no, we are not going to shoot commercials. We're not going to shoot your TikTok dance. I'm not showing up with a phone at your office to to take a video. We're going to stay in our lane and we're going to do that thing that we know is is effective. Um, the second thing that I think that we've done that has been actually maybe the most important thing that we've done is our first full-time hire. Uh, his name is Charles. Um, we hired him in 2021 as well. And we hired him based on the principles that he brought us and not necessarily the skills that he told us that he had. Um, in my opinion, like if you have a basic understanding of how to do video, video editing, audio, like we can teach you that piece. But what I can't teach you is how to be a great team member, how to be passionate about your job. And so I think that has been something that's been incredible. Um, Charles has been one of the cornerstones that we've been able to really grow on. And really, I mean, I, I think the other one that I might share would just be like getting back, giving back and staying involved in the community. Because even though we do a lot of business outside of Augusta, we're heavily involved in nonprofits in Augusta. Um, we like to we like to get involved in community organizations, community events. We've even piloted some shows that we've fully sponsored. Uh, we're fully sponsoring a, the Boys and Girls Club is starting a podcast next month that we're fully sponsoring. Uh, we fully sponsored a podcast called Augusta Live Music and Art Alma Presents. Um, and just to just to continue kind of the message and the 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 goal of, you know, sharing what's going on. And so I think, you know, if you boil all that down, you know, kind of sticking with the mission, like no matter what like decision, it's like, does this decision, does this advance the mission or is it just a, a money decision? And unless it advances the mission, typically we're not going to do it. And I, I think that has helped us a lot. Um, we've also really focused on uh, shoring up our foundation, making sure our customer support experience is, is as good as we possibly can make it. Um, customer service, customer support, um, right. versus just trying to go out and bring a bunch of new customers. We want to cultivate the clients that we have. We want them to feel like we really, we appreciate them and we love them. Sure. And we've had clients for three, for three years. I mean, we've had clients since day one, because I think in, in part due to the fact that we focus more on the client experience than the actual like boom, grow, spend money on marketing, like that will come. Awesome. I really got you, David, on that one. And speaking of um, what you shared, now, can you um, tell me, like, for the past um, or over the years, how are how have you adopted these changes in your industry? You know, from 2019 till now, um, what do you think? 
The biggest thing for me is, that we've done is that we've created a remote model. Um, originally, we were kind of based around the idea that we would build studios in different cities and we would, you know, grow geographically. And mm -hmm. I think there's a place for that. And, and we work with a lot of studio partners in other cities to help them grow and then provide more service for their clients. But we really want to stay a service provider. And so what we've done is rather than trying to take a bunch of extra leases, uh, spend a bunch of money on marketing in a bunch of cities, um, pretend like we're local in a bunch of different places, we kind of want to focus on one, promoting the client experience, two, sharing knowledge, um, and then being a remote service where we've actually just finished building out a website where anybody anywhere can go in, manage a subscription, upload content for, for us to edit, um, send us, you know, kind of a Slack-like chat where they can go in and talk to our editors about what they want, uh, what their expectations are. And then, of course, continuously trying to train those people so that their content can be better. Um, I think that has been our biggest adjustment because I have seen so many studios spend so much money and have these beautiful, majestic studios. And then they go out of business right. in six months because they have to charge so much money and I, in order to make That's their right. rent and make their payments. And so our adjustment to that has been, you know, kind of lean, kind of startup-ish, but we want to focus on, again, that client experience and, and kind of growing a little bit more responsibly. And I think that's been one of the reasons that we kind of made it, you know, that we've made it this far, at least. Awesome. So really cool, uh, man. You actually answered my next question. So I wanted to proceed on this one. Um, okay. You actually shared like you guys started in 2019 and a year after that is 2020. Now, um, can you share or talk about any challenges or obstacles you guys face um, in your business and how you overcome them? I know 2020 is something. And I think <laughs> podcasting is really also like the great um, thing happened for 2020, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, how do you, how, what you can share about it? Yeah, man. Um, you know, the, the funny thing about 2020 is we moved into this studio in February of 2020 we were excited. We were ready to go. We had all this slate of new people coming in for yeah. our show, you know, and then we had some business development that we were trying to bring in as well. And then March 1st, mm. uh, or I guess mid-March, um, yeah, yeah. you know, basically everything shuts down. And Augusta actually had a city ordinance that you couldn't be downtown outside in public doing business. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we had to shut down for right after moving into a new space, investing in equipment, building everything. We were so excited. And then we had to shut it down. Um, coming back responsibly was super important to us. So at the time, my business partner was a, a PE coach. So we ended up uh, figuring out the uh, the sanitizing procedure that the schools were using. And we ended up copying that and bringing that to our studio space. And we actually also invested in a uh, an air purifier. So we wanted to make people feel really comfortable. Um, and I even went so far as to get a, a, an essential oils diffuser in one of the spaces that would diffuse like a, an immuno uh, beneficial, you know, oil or, you know, whatever. But the idea is, you know, you want people to feel comfortable, right? Like sure. you don't want somebody to be sitting here 
trying to do content for themselves and thinking about like, oh man, like, am I getting sick? Am I hurting my family? X, Y, Z. Getting out. So, so COVID did not help us. Um, people will assume that it did, but the way that we do business, which is primarily business to business, like we primarily work with other businesses did not yeah. help us. Um, and especially because business revenues were down. And so the biggest adjustment I think that we've had to make is to figure out how can we meet a business? Like we wanted to meet a content creator where they're at. And we knew that because we were in that situation, but like, how do we meet a business where they're at? Like when they're struggling, when they're looking for their challenges and how do we also, I think this was a really big thing that this was probably one of the tougher things we had to deal with is like, how do we start to say no? Like, how do we start to recognize when this isn't going to be a good client? When we're starting to get these red flags and then we, you know, as a young company, you want to take, you want to work with everybody. But, Correct. you know, we've had situations where we've had clients not pay us for six months of service. And then we have to turn around and look at that. And it's like, was it worth it to say you had that client, even though you were basically losing money and opportunity costs the whole time you were working with them? That that was really tough. Um, also, simultaneous to this, our business partners owned uh, a large multimillion dollar a regional marketing company. And so we were doing a lot of integrations with them. Uh, they sold that company um, last year. And so we basically went from having this like informal massive partnership to all these walls coming up. Now you can't sit in on these meetings. Now you can't do strategy. Now you can't meet with the sales <clears throat> with the sales team and strategize clients. You can't meet with account managers. You have to do it. You have to act like any other business would with us. And I think that really forced us to examine like how we work with other businesses. Like we want to work with marketing companies because what our service is, is it's basically a marketing service at the end of the day for businesses. But Correct. you know, we kind of almost started off doing it the easy way and it was like okay now we're baptism by fire like we're sitting here and we can't talk to these people anymore we've got offshore owners we've got all these situations and now we're sitting here going okay how do we basically redo our business model and we had to do that this year and so basically revamping our whole business model rebuilding our website doing a more remote focus um it's helping us now but at that time it was very scary Awesome. That's pretty cool, um, David. So my next question here for you, eh? how do you actually stay up to date with the, you know, the latest trends um, and development in your industry? You actually mentioned about um, com earlier about commercials and, you know, some TikTok dance. Can you share about that one or, yeah, about the latest trends? Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, the cool thing for us is when we work with a new client, typically we'll be helping them build a studio. That just, it just kind of starts to happen that way when you start doing business outside of Augusta. So an, an example of that is we're working with a law firm right now in Columbia, South Carolina, which is about an hour away. And he comes to me, he, he wants a studio that costs, you know, less than $3,000 with multiple camera angles. And I'm looking at him like, that's one camera that's it. That's all you get. Like, that's the one you don't even get microphones. So having challenges like that, I will then go on a YouTube deep dive and I'll start watching all these different creators and I'll start to see what they're saying and what they're doing. And so from the equipment side, we learn a lot there from the actual trend side. It's the same thing. 
Like I will sit there and literally, I mean, we all do this, right? I'll sit there and be scrolling on my reels page and I'll, you know, I'll see a creator come in and talk about this new tool or this new thing or this new AI or whatever it would be. And I'll, I'll DM it to our business account. And then I'll come in on Monday and I'll go through all the DMs I sent the business and I'll get together with Charles and we'll actually test all the new softwares. We'll test all the new procedures. I'll run stuff by him. Like does what this guy said makes sense about this editing technique. And we'll try everything. We've probably tried uh, 10 to 20 different AI softwares. We don't use that many because a lot of them suck. Um, right. But <laughs> we we try them when they come out. And some of them have saved us probably thousands of dollars. Um, and, and so I think that's super, super important. But testing it is also super important because some of them you look at it and you're like, I'm so glad I didn't pay for this. Um, but yeah, I mean, really just following what other creators are doing you know, being kind of intentional about, you know, retaining that information versus seeing it, thinking it's cool, and then just moving on to the next thing. I that That's really how we've done it. Awesome. So you shared about um, this partnership and collaborations. So we just wanted to dig in more about it. You formed to how you guys actually, you know, form to help your business grow or something like that for partnership and collaborations, David. Ooh, that's fun. Okay. So there's a couple ways, right? So, um, I will, I will sit here and say, even though we're a remote business, networking has done so much good for us. Um, networking is incredible. In fact, it was through networking that we met, um, a person in Chattanooga, Tennessee, who was looking to start a podcast. Uh, there were no studios. So he meets with us, we talk and, by the end of the meeting, he goes, okay, I want to build a studio now. So we go through kind of like, hey, he's going to build a studio. And he goes, well, I want to build a studio for other people to use. Same same thought process we had. And so we go, okay. So we end up turning this small, tiny potential project into helping this basically new business open in, in Tennessee and basically sitting and talking and going, hey, what do you want? what can we do? Where can we meet you? What do you need? What kind of management will make your will make this more successful for you? And so approaching partnerships from a mindset of what are they looking for? How can I provide that and be what they need? Or, and I think this is a big thing too, if I'm not what they need, tell them immediately that I'm not what they need and point them in the right direction. I think a lot of people also want to um, they want to be everything for everybody, especially yeah. as a young business. Like I used to be in an events business and and people would call us about, you know, can you do this? Well, we've never done it before, but we'll figure it out. And I think to a certain extent, like you need that, right? You need a little bit of that. But you also have to build walls and you have to say like, hey, outside of this, like we are not getting involved for me. If the camera's not on a tripod, I'm not doing it. And that's been a conversation where people have come and offered us a lot of money and offered us big contracts. And we've had to say like, no, like we're going to focus on what we do. Because the other piece of that is we build partnerships with companies that do those things. And if we sit here and turn around and try to stab them in the back or compete with them or take money from them, it's not worth it for me versus like, them and us having a symbiotic relationship where, you know, 
if I'm a video company that shoots commercials and somebody comes to me about a podcast or, you know, educational content or talking head videos, they'll give them my number. And if, if that person comes to me uh, and asks for a commercial, I'll give them, you know, our partner's number. And so building partnerships, but like actually being genuine and working at like, how do you both grow? Um, that's super important. I think a lot of people right. see partnerships as an opportunity to grow their business. And it definitely is. But unless you're helping, it's the same with a client. Unless you're helping their business grow, they're going to get uninterested in you really, really quickly. And they're going to move on to the next shiny thing that's going to help their business. And so it, following through, I think, is a really important part of partnerships. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, um, David. This is actually like, um, I have two sets of, you know, final question for you before okay. um, we end this. Now, um, being, you know, um, the CEO or co-owner of Get Up Productions, what advice can you give to other business owners to succeed in your industry? Um, figure out what you're good at. Um, when we started the business, uh, I obviously did everything. Um, I was the one that went full time. I was the other partners were contributing, supportive. They weren't in there full time. I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week, selling client relationships, video editing, which I didn't know how to do audio editing, all that stuff. And I got good at everything. And when we hired an editor, my first thought was he can't do what I do. I've been doing this. I've been doing it 60, 70, 80 hours a week. I need to look over his shoulder. I need to make sure he understands what's going on. I need to make sure that he understands how to edit videos. And really, he was better than me. So I'm sitting here holding him back because I'm telling him, do it this way, do it this way. And really, for, for the video people out there, I edit in Final Cut. Final Cut, the user experience, very easy. Um, you can kind of go in, you can chop stuff up. It's very intuitive. And there's some more complicated stuff you can do. And you can, you know, cool transitions and all that. But at the end of the day, it's very simple. He edits in Audition, uh, Audition, After Effects, Premiere, the Adobe Suite. So he's capable of creating all of these moving graphics, all of these super custom video pieces. And I was holding him back from being able to do that. And it wasn't until I took a look and said, he needs to manage all of this. And I need to be the support. And then I need to do what I'm better at, which is bringing in new business doing marketing and retaining clients, that's when we really started to grow. And that happened a little over a year ago. And and that's, I mean, for a business owner, like you want to be everything for everybody. And it kind of goes back to the idea of that. Don't be everything for everybody. Be yourself, be who you are best at, and then continue to grow those strengths. You know, protect your weak spots, but protect your weak spots with people. Like don't protect your weak spots by pretending to be something you're not. Awesome. Thank you so much for that one, um, David. So here's my final question. If um, anybody wants to connect or anyone thinking about working with you or partnering with you, where's the place that they can go or what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. We have a brand new website, getupproductions.com. Uh, super excited about that. Um, you can also uh, find us on Instagram. We do a lot of Instagram and link. We just started kind of getting back into LinkedIn. Um, but you can find us at Get Up Productions. Um, 
And uh, you can contact me. Um, my email is david at getupproductions.com. My phone number is 706-945-4893. I wouldn't give it out, but it's on everything anyway. So who cares at this point? And uh, oh, I want to leave you with a little a little, uh, a little, Easter egg too. Um, Get Up Productions. Uh, Augusta, Georgia is the home of James Brown. Uh, specifically mm. uh, Beach Island, which is like, 10 minutes north of here. Um, and so when we named the business, we wanted it to be a callback to Augusta, even if it wasn't putting Augusta in the name. And so Get Up Productions is named after a James Brown song. We actually used the color pattern from a James Brown album to do our branding colors. And and so there were some really freaky original ideas that we did that didn't make it through, but I'm really happy about that piece. But anyways, little Easter egg, uh, that's that's where that name comes from. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that one, um, David. So now um, another poor of liquid gold that we have acquired by our guest, um, David um, Bash. It is really our pleasure, um, David, having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, man. This is awesome. And by the way, guys, if you made this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. And if you got any values from today's episode, we would love to get um, a rating or a review on where you get the podcast. If there is someone in midst of growing their business or thinking about starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one and that you learned today and go out, implement it, execute it, and let us know how it goes. We want to hear about your wins. And above all, thanks for being us today. We appreciate it. And a lot to see in the next one. Cheers.